Rico's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what all three are gonna give you. The Big D. Rico's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what all three are gonna give you. The Big D. Rico, Rev, and Ben, yep, they're at it again. Breaking down the team, putting stats up in your head, nothing left unsaid. They're leaving it all on the field. Just like the favorite team, raising two cups and we'll chill. The knowledge is real for a trio so true. To representing the great red, white, and blue. And you love them too. That you can't deny, so just one time. Let me hear Dallas till I die. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the big D. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the big D. Um, soccer? Podcast? Tonight on Big D After Dark, we break down the season opener for FC Dallas at home against the Colorado Rapids. A disappointing 0-0 draw. We also give off-season grades for FC Dallas's busy winter transfer window. And we hear from staff and players about expectations and areas to grow in this coming season. And we talk and predict and pontificate and have a good time. Thank you for joining us. Get ready to go live with us. Hey, and there we are. We are live. We are live. Let me check our sound levels here. We think we are a little a little live on the mics, but hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our bit, first Big D After Dark live show of the year. Um, I see I have the wrong graphic pulled up, but that's all right. We're so glad that you are with us and um, uh, that uh, you have taken some time out of your day to... Uh, Join us as we have gathered here to talk and break down the latest FC Dallas action off-season news. We got some clips, some hot off-the-press, well, somewhat hot off-the-press clips straight from coaches and players uh, from FC Dallas. So it's going to be great to get some of that stuff. But first, of course, I'm Nathan. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. There in the middle is a good friend, Ben Lyons, with, at Bird Turgler on Twitter. And at the end is our, my, my buddy there, Jose Carmona, at El Chico Carmona. And it was great. We had a nice time to refresh, cleanse the palate. But here we are. We're here to talk about FC Dallas in this new season. And, and a bonus thing is we're going to try to uh, uh, convert this to an audio podcast. So even if you can't make the live video extravaganza um you know you can catch it later when you're stuck in traffic somewhere or you're in the drive through to water burger to get that jalapeno double cheeseburger so i see already got nine viewers hey f- hey viewers please put your comments in about fc dallas about uh 
the recent the home opener against Colorado Rapids. Not the result we wanted, not the three points we wanted. What are your questions? What are your critiques of this team? What excited you about this team? What are you looking forward to? Post those in the comments. We will throw them up here in the live stream and try our best to get to them. So let's start. Let's get right off in. And Ben, we'll start with you. And then Jose, give us your grade for this opening home draw against Colorado Rapids. Uh, you know, give us something positive, but give us something that uh, has kept you up at night. Uh, well, uh, let's start with. Uh... Acosta taking all of the free kicks and corners. Please stop that. Please stop that. I mean, like, he's not that good at it. You got two guys that are, I mean, objectively better at taking those. And what's more, um, you know, sometimes on a you know, corner kick, you'll get uh, a squirrely ball get cleared out, and, and um, a fast counter can happen a lot on a bad corner kick. Um, do you want uh, Vargas or Acarte back to be the last man defending, or do you want Acosta doing that? Um, that doesn't seem like a particularly difficult decision to me. So I really hated that part of the game. I'd say it was about a B minus, though. I mean, you know, shut out. Um, you know, there were some some good movements, some things that you could say were positive about it, but um, not not what I was hoping for at all. Jose, uh, well, I'll give my score first. It's uh, I give it a C plus, and 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 uh, the reason my score is slightly lower than Vance is simply because being a home game, you want to come out of there with three points, and and uh, knowing that FC Dallas has a long track record of winning their home openers, also, it just it's underwhelming that that it was a, a, a draw. While I am somewhat satisfied with the draw, really, myself, personally, uh, that's just me setting up low expectations. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, I think the defense looked great for the most part, and they're going to set the they're gonna set the tone for this season, uh, early part of the season. Uh, I think we all expected the, the attack to struggle. I mean, you got all new pieces uh, there and and the one returning attacking piece in Hara, uh, let's just say we're not all that excited with, with what he's brought to the table. Mind you, he had he has moments. He looked better than what we expected, but still, you have to admit that we we expected more. And you have all these new attacking pieces. It's going to take a while for that to gel. So, I mean, I was hoping for a one-zero win that they figure out a way to get, get a goal. It didn't happen. So I think 0-0 is very satisfactory to a point. But the fact that it was a home game, you were hoping for three to start off the season. And, uh, yeah, I do agree with what Ben said. Uh, we we got to get those. We got to figure out who's going to be doing our, our sets and corners and, 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 and get that figured out because that's really a way for a team that's going to struggle on, on the attack while all their attacking pieces figure out how to communicate that's really a way to overcome that is through set pieces. Well, I mean, and it looked like they did during the preseason, which I mean, like that was Ricarte and, um, you know, um, <laughs> not Acosta taking all those. I mean, uh, yeah. Freddie Vargas had an assist off of one. Um, Ricarte's looked good. 
And I mean, like, I don't remember Acosta taking a free kick or a corner kick at all during the preseason. So it just it blew my mind that Brian Acosta was doing doing that. And I mean, is that because he's a designated player? Are we going to have deference to designated players I, all season? I just I just think my opinion on that is that we we didn't really get to see a lot of the preseason behind the scenes stuff. And so we don't know if he was going with the hot hand for that week, you know, whoever looked good doing it in practice or whatnot. But hopefully as right. the media gets right. more behind right. the scenes, we'll, we'll won't be guessing on that going forward. Like, like we are early on. Yeah. That, I assume that Acosta had a good, maybe a good week of practice and they just felt, and, and maybe too, that the Ricarte was the first sub off, um, Maybe he was a little gassed. Maybe he was dealing with something that week, just a little knock in practice um, that would kind of preclude him from doing some of that extra duty. But, yeah, there's a lot of questions. Now, I would say the positive of this game, Ben, as you mentioned, Jimmy Marr was was good to go. He looked in form, a leader. Um, He looked like he's just going to be really solid again this season. John Nelson was the other uh, was the other spot left back. You know, I, I sort of hung my hat that they would keep Hollingshead at left and figure out a way to get somebody new on right. So you only have one position that's sort of newish. Uh, but but Nelson was da- more dangerous at times than Hollingshead in this game. Maybe because of the way Colorado played against them. But uh, he was good. He was exciting to see and probably lacked a little bit of quality in the final third. And, and maybe he'll grow into that. He'll gain some confidence there if he gets something going. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of an interesting storyline. Overall, the defense did its job. It was the midfield that seemed not quite there. And I think that's always our critique. It's been our critique last season when when this team has come out in a 3-4-3, a, a what do we want to call it, you know, um, uh, a 5-2-2, two, two, I don't know, whatever. Um you know, five, two, three, that's it. All right. Got to get my math right. But yeah, like they've always had this problem of sort of missing that extra midfield piece to get the ball forward, to create problems for their opponent. So, you know, my only question would be FC Dallas is known for starting strong. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter what season we can go back to. They most, they haven't lost a home home opener in quite a while. You know, so They start strong in the beginning of the season. It's that mid-season area where they begin to slump and struggle. Does this maybe mean they're going to shift that a little bit? They're going to build. They're going to start a little softer and build and get and avoid that mid-season slump. I don't know. I think we're still waiting to see as this team gels. Right? Um, is that is that a silver lining we could take from this? Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was a, that was a lot to take in there. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about silver lining at this point. Um, uh, get me, get me a win in San Jose this week, and and we can start talking about silver linings. And and Jose talked me into it. I, I'm I'm not even going to go with like a like a, a C C plus. I'm going to give it a flat C. You know, we're supposed All to right. win. All right. <laughs> On, on, on opening day and you know i mean i think colorado is going to be good this year um so you know it's not that i'm, I'm so i'm always so impressed by colorado by the extra attention they do to set pieces they do some creative uh 
tricky things that get their guys in position and so right they have yeah. jack price to take them all the time who is better than their next best player clearly and so they don't bring in that next best player just because he had a good week at practice or because he makes more money <laughs> yeah but no i i the silver line to me was seeing the back the back five you know uh they looked good uh colorado's like like you said they're most dangerous they were most dangerous onset pieces, but otherwise, I thought, I thought you know the back three looked really good, really really, impl- really impressed with our with our new center back. Uh, he was the most vocal person out there, which was really impressed me. I mean, w- when they were setting up and everything, you know, besides obviously hearing Jimmy telling people where to go, it was actually Martinez that was doing all the barking at everybody. And, and really taking charge. I mean, you, you, you know, one of the things we all love, Matt, but he's never really been the vocal leader, you know. And, you know, so uh, that really stood out to me that Martinez was back there. And you could actually see him yelling in, at Nelson when they were, when they were uh, whenever he had the ball at his feet. Martinez was barking orders uh, at Nelson or whoever was in front of him, directing them, and then making some really gorgeous over the top passes uh, with fairly good accuracy. So uh, I think I could get used to seeing more of that. So that's my silver lining is that, that the back three worked together really well and Nelson and, and Hans had looked good, not great, but looked good also. So I, I'm, I was fairly happy with, with the back five and, and Mar. it's the set, the midfielders again, and and the uh, strikers, but hopefully that'll sort itself out a lot faster than season than it did last season. Yeah, the, the question I'm going to take uh, to Lucci, if if if, uh, if I get a chance to ask it this week at the media session, will be about the subs. Uh, only two substitutes. Um, you know, Paxton came on and Pepe came on. Um, you know, well, just Paxton's worth like two subs, so. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was so excited to see him, you know. <laughs> yeah. Carry on, you were saying. Well, yeah. So I think it's one of the questions that we will say, like, why, why not put other, some other fresh bodies on? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. So let's shift. Let's shift here, and we'll kind of continue that thread, and then sort of talk about the off season. So I was able to uh, be a part of the media session uh, last Tuesday with with Dan Hunt and with 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 co- head coach Luchi Gonzalez of FC Dallas. I'm going to play a clip of a couple of questions I got to ask. So you're getting to see this here uh, on 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 Big D After Dark, an exclusive, <laughs> exclusive, I guess you could say. And so it's about a five minute clip, y'all. Um, enjoy, and we'll we'll talk we'll 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 talk some more after uh, the two questions I ask are done. Hold on, I lost I lost my screen. Thanks. A couple of questions, Coach. Uh, great to be on with you. Uh, what are your expectations, especially in light of selling of Brian Reynolds and Reggie Cannon and what, what that means for the club? But what are your expectations for the other young dynamic players on the squad this year, like Tanner Tesman and Paxton and Ricardo Pepe? Um, are, is it the kind of thing I know fans are curious of like, do you all sit down and work on goals together for the season of kind of what they want to do? Do they have input on that? Give us a sense of what those conversations are like. So those are conversations we we've had with those players and and those families since they 
very young and in the academy. Um, and so even though I, I'm in a position now that is with the first team, uh, I don't change that approach. Uh, it's really important to me. Um, and I said this earlier in this, in this, in this Zoom, uh, I'm not afraid to lose players. I'm not afraid if, that, if that's what's right for the club and the player and that's the development pathway for them. Um, I'll be very proud of, of them. Um, and, but I'm, I want, I want this player to, to keep growing, to keep being challenged, to get games. If they're not getting games with the first team, are they getting games with the second team? Are they getting games at the academy? Um, are they getting the right stimulus in training? So we have a U23 coach, Chuy, Chuy Veda with our first team. So he does IDPs in collaboration with me, Chris Hayden, the academy director and Eric Quill, the second team coach, and obviously all the academy coaches. So IDP stands for individual development plans that we have for all of our players. And we still have one for Pax. We still have one for Tanner, of course, he's young. Um, these guys are really important for our roster uh, to, to keep growing, to be a productive young men and, and hopefully win trophies for FC Dallas. But in that process, again, if, they, uh, if there's a transfer, like what happened with Brian Reynolds, I couldn't be more proud. And, and I'm not afraid of, we're not afraid of that. Thank you for that. Oh, and going into this first game of the season, what is your sense of where the squad is with position battles? Um, are, is everything pretty settled or do you still feel like there's some positions where we're gonna see like maybe at outside back some fluctuation, Hollingshead, Munjoma, Nelson, other guys like that competing for minutes? Yeah, you, you saw the addition of Jose. Jose's immediately made a really positive impact the quality of play with and without the ball. He's not afraid to defend a high line. He can deal with speed, good in the air, very good uh, directing and teammates in the field, controlling the last line. And then with the ball, a lot of quality to play out of different presses and, and he's left-footed and he, he can carry it on a dribble. He can pass, so he can combine. Uh, really good addition there. So we have, I think we have, you know, be, uh, Brisson got more uh, opportunities last year, especially in the postseason. So we have really good competition there. Center back and Kosi is uh, maturing more, a player that we drafted. Outside back, yes, you, if you saw our preseason lineups, you see the, the things we look, we've been testing and with Ryan on either side, Eddie Mujoma on either side, Johnny on the left. So creating options there. Emma Tomasi has now recently been uh, cleared and training fully. So he's, he's another option we're looking at. At the outside back wing back position um, in the midfield. Like I said, I know we lost Tiago, but but we have a player like Edwin who's had a fantastic preseason is ready to go now in the season. Brian Acosta, I, I believe it's been his best preseason since he's been in the club. Um, and that's those are pro, those that's process, you know, this time adapting. Um, and Andres Ricarte, Tanner Testman, really important for us. He was recently integrated along with Azus from the U23s. Um, so good competition in the midfield. Paxton is, is uh, getting his rhythm back, his fitness back, and his confidence back. So he, he's an option in the interior positions. On the wings, uh, you have Khalil, who's you know a player that is young, but definitely ready to impact the league and, and take his steps and show him some really positive things. His verticality, combination play, scores. So that's really good uh, depth there on the wing with Freddie, with O'Brien. Dante is a young player that's also taking his steps, maturing. Paxton can play on a wing. Benny, we signed recently. Sean would be coming in next month or so. So 
I think the wing in the wing position is really exciting with depth. And at the nine, I mean, we, as a coach, I, I couldn't be happier with our options at nine. I know one is injured right now, but we've got two other really high quality nines that are really take care of business. So I like our, our depth. We're still going to look at options maybe in the summer if we need to add a piece or two, but I, I, you know, I think we have the team to compete right away for the goals. Good stuff there. Good stuff um, for us to uh, think about. Um, as we think about the offseason for FC Dallas, you hear Lucci there talking about the young guys not being afraid to let people go, as we saw with both your Reggie departing last season and Brian Reynolds, and also a veteran guy, Thiago, also uh, kind of a late uh, transfer departure. But, but quite a few new faces in the mix in this roster. Uh, starting with Martinez, um, and and you see the way the position battles are kind of lurking. I think it was I think uh, Lucci um, spoke with some good energy there about variety of the options that he feels pretty good about what's at play. So, guys, uh, Jose, we'll start with you this time, and then Ben. Just how would you grade the offseason for FC Dallas so far from what you've seen? Uh, for me, um, I think when you take into consideration. Uh, how much was lost? I mean, you're talking about uh, Reynolds, Santos, Barrios, Picault. That's four starters right there. Uh, you know, people that were regular starters for this team. And then some of the death, piece, uh, death pieces that were lost. I mean, Rito was also a starter. Let's not forget about that. So that's five starters. Uh, it, I'd give it a solid B-plus with a potential to improve simply because it's a it's i mean it went from replacing a couple of pieces to it almost felt like a rebuild i mean let's face it you know we're we're now looking at a completely uh, new for you know different formation uh being employed than what was employed last season so it does feel like uh basically lucci may have gone up to them and said hey you know i need to bring in my own people from for what i want to do and and I mean, you saw from from the wings uh, uh, from Vargas and O'Brien, they did really well coming back and helping on defense. Let's not forget that that was an issue uh, for Barrios. I mean, Bar- don't get me wrong, Barrios worked hard, but he wasn't really a great defender. And and that could also be an issue on the left side, depending on who was starting. You know. Uh, depending on who the starter was that week. So that wasn't a very consistent thing. And uh, I'm hearing that the uh, uh, kid we're getting from Hungary is also uh, basically one of the best, if not the best, wing defender coming out of his league. Uh, that that's one of his strengths. So it seems to me that, that, that the best thing about all this turnover is that we can say, this is going to be more Lucci's team than than what it was the last couple of years, where he was playing with with some of uh, the remaining players uh, from from Poppy, and and he was basically the academy kids could say those were his guys, but now it's like this season it's more and more Lucci's team, and so I think I'm kind of excited for what what the for the new signings. I see the potential there now. Now the question is, can they deliver on that potential? And mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's an incomplete grade, I would say. You know, I, I gave it like a, I said a B plus, with the potential to be better. 
Ben, anything there that Lucci said that jumped out at you? Uh, you know, as 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 far as uh, having a plan and uh, yeah, the Brian Acosta thing still bothers me. <laughs> it still really bothers me because that's well, uh, you know uh, we've we it's it's great that he can uh, defend and uh, be a conductor uh, for the team, but you know I still just just like not get not feeling the vibes with him taking you know offensive set pieces like we got guys for that um i am excited about the wingers you know they had the the two best chances that challenged yarborough uh this weekend even though um you know there was a couple that hara should have buried um he can't he can't I mean, when 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 Chewy gets back, if he's still doing this crap, he's he's got to ride the pine. We got to ship him off. Because um, honestly, I think uh, you know now that Zenota has, has got his feet underneath him, I have uh, a one hundred percent trust in him finding a good replacement for Hara. Like, just say the word and it's done. Like the wingers, the defenders good. Um, you know. I, I'm excited about the Shone kid. Um, he he looks looks pretty interesting. I I mean like I I give I I give the off season grade A because you know the the wingers didn't do much for us last year, and I am totally confident the wingers are going to do a lot more for us mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like just by dint of good numbers. I feel like there's three wingers that will provide more assists and more goals than what we had last year. I mean, I mm. could be wrong about that, but they sure they sure look like they're going to gonna increase on some very very modest uh, production last year, at the very least. So I give it an A. Let's uh, let's let Zenota go make some more moves and get rid of All Hara. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you wonder if an offer had come in for Hara, if not uh, like, like Thiago, if the, if the team would have said okay, okay, you know, I mean, uh, you you don't you don't turn down a chance uh, as good as Santos was, and and maybe he would have um, helped out uh, on on Saturday with his presence there in the midfield, but when when an aging you know a thirty something midfielder who's uh, only going to kind of decline a bit, you know, as he goes, you get a, a chance to make profit on a sale. I think you take it. I think you take it any day of the week. So yeah, it's, it's been an interesting off season in that way. I, I, I think the, I think the acquisitions have all been really targeted to fill needs and, and they've gone after people that they've wanted. I'm sure not everybody that they've been interested in has been available, but they've gone after some good guys with pr- profiles with some with Vargas and Obreon are, are just are coming up. They have reputations. They have a track record. This isn't a put a diamond in the rough kind of guy. And and Martinez too has a pretty good pedigree too and a good bit of experience. And I've just been impressed with him. So we're gonna watch a little clip from him too and and uh, get a feel for what Martinez brings. And I'm I'm just really inspired by the guy because he really. He, uh, you could tell English. His English is a work in progress, um, but he gives a, 
a good try. So here, here's a question from, uh, I think, Raya, Raya Turner um, to uh, uh, Martinez. Um, I just wanted to know what is something you want to work on personally to help you and the team this season? Well, muchas cosas, <laughs> a lot of things, but I don't know, I think that the physical aspect is important in this league. Um, and I try to improve this. Uh, I, <laughs> I, ha I, I work hard every day um, after the trainings for improve my, my physical, but I don't know. I, I think that, that if I have confidence, um, I can help uh, uh, to the team. Se puede ayudar al equipo, ya no solo con el físico cuando lo coja sino con otros aspectos que son también importantes en esta liga y que me pueden hacer ser importante para el equipo. Sorry for my English. Right, at, at the end right there, he just said that I think the first important thing for him is the physical part. And once he gets that physical part down for him, he will be able to help um, like, uh, different aspects that he wants to achieve there. But number one important thing for him right now is just the physicality of, of him being fit and, and and him getting that physical um, stamina ready for the, the season. Good stuff. I, I just I just appreciated his energy and his energy in the whole interview time, even though my Spanish is very, very poor. And so I didn't really understand what, what the rest was being asked uh, there. But uh uh, but you could just get his sense of energy, his leadership, but his awareness too that that Major League Soccer is a physical league and is going to demand kind of his best if he's going to adapt and help this team thrive, right? Right? Yeah, he showed he showed uh, good enthusiasm there, which where you have some players that are up there, you can tell they don't look very comfortable being you know asked questions or even being up there, and you could tell that he he really wanted to be there. He just didn't quite have it in him to, to communicate exactly what he wanted to say but you could see that enthusiasm there that that energy and and that's good to see that's that's uh here's a here's a guy who as his english gets better i think we'll be hearing more and more from him yeah i know i mean most of this, the interviews and outtakes i've, I've seen with him he, he he seems to be you know very gregarious and charismatic person so uh you know he fits in perfectly as a replacement for for Reto. he's you know i mean aside from taking penalty kicks um you know i like he looks like he's going to be uh, an improvement uh, at least uh, upon 2020 Reto. Mm -hmm. and i just imagine that that's been the challenge this season i i i know uh lucci talked about a little bit in the other segments of the of his, his media session of just um how last year it seemed to him like they were mostly doing recovery work because the there were most most weeks had two games a week there wasn't a lot of time to really train to work on tactics together and gel and so um, and I don't know if that was just uh, kind of a way for him to frame kind of the the result last but, but some of the the down results last season but uh, yeah yeah you know you could tell that the team 
didn't have the greatest chemistry at times last season. It was a weird with the restart and the pandemic and everything. So the the hope too is is that with the longer preseason, with a good trip, uh, with some good trips and good time, and we're going to hear about that in a minute, that the team is on their way. But but still, there's an adjustment for Vargas, for Obreon, for Martinez to this league. MLS is different. So uh, let's just continue on this clip run because uh, we're going to hear Jimmy Marr talk about that now with a good question from our friend John Arnold. To, you know, little tips about certain players, right? Like you, you've been playing in MLS. You've seen these guys, you know, their tendencies that they like to cut on the left or right. You know, maybe a guy like Jose doesn't quite know that, you know, how much of that is kind of sharing tips and tricks. And, you know, he said he's been doing a lot of film study as well, but, but what do you try and communicate to guys about individual players? Yeah, for sure. You know, you, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's all, uh, you know, professional soccer and then guys that are here are here for a reason, but it is, like you said, it's the, it's the little details. It's, Hey, watch this guy. He likes to cut inside. This guy likes to go outside, watch to this guy, you know, he, he goes down easy. So be careful how, how tight we're going to get to him around the box. You can give him a little, give this guy space. No, this guy needs to be tight. Um, and even things, I think one of the big things is it's like every league around the world, uh, there's just unique things to it with the way the league operates and the way the refs call a game. You know, part of it is, hey, careful, that's that could be a dangerous tackle in this league. You, we can't take those risks that, you know, maybe that, was fine where you're coming from but that might be a red card we, we can't risk that you know little things like that even just how the refs call the game can be really different from country to country so you know just trying to give those little details but at the end of the day it's more about how we want to play in our tactics and our systems and the guys have been adapting great and adapting quickly so you know we'll just keep taking it uh week week by week day at a time we'll we'll leave it there actually i, I forgot i cut out the part where he talked about the team didn't do a lot of traveling, but they did do like a, a a stay in a hotel in Dallas, sort of a local stay, and they got out in the golf course and they just tried to build some camaraderie and things like that. So it's exciting to see, um, but it's also uh, shows the professionalism at work and also just those learning curves that even we fans don't think about. We just think you bring a guy in and you just say, go score goals. But the way the refs call games are different. The way the league works, the way travel works, there's uh, the way you know the, the different players, different tactics that you have to face. Um, it just is a different league, uh, right? Different, different surfaces. Different surfaces, different weather, domes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, altitude. Yeah, you know. I think I think American fans, uh, you know, North American, maybe even more broadly, just really take for granted sometimes that a guy who has success in Europe or you know is it's just the same, and it's just not the same. This this league is different. It's just a different league. And by which, by the way, we should have had one goal on Saturday because I don't know why that penalty kick wasn't called against against Hara. I, I just don't understand. Um, but yeah. that's also yeah, the frustration. That's yeah, the frustration of this league. Sometimes calls aren't going to go your way. Why? I don't you know. You would think they would go your way at home, but that that's doesn't seem to be the case with uh, with FCD. I mean, that that'd be the case in Seattle or or one of the other 
obnoxious teams, they they'd get that call. But it just doesn't seem to go that way consistently uh, for FC Dallas at home. Um, Atlanta, Austin yeah. will. Yeah, Austin's going to be obnoxious. Yeah, um, you know, uh, still, it, it would have been nice to get that call. But let's face it, we all just kind of rolled our eyes and go, yeah, they're not even going to bother reviewing that. It's just move on, you know, complain about it later. Yeah, it's 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 the mystery of this league. And uh, yeah, it's it's where we are sometimes, and it's what you let go. Now, certainly, I'm sure that happens in every league to some degree. There's missed calls, there's missed opportunities, and things. But I don't know that seemed as as, as clear as as any I've seen in a while. So anyway, well, that so disappointed with that zero zero draw, but excited about this group of guys, about this squad, about their potential to grow. And to see what, yeah, I think, Jose, you made a good point. This this is beginning to look more like a crew that Lucci has had a hand in. Some pieces that he's excited to work with and, and to get his ideas imparted into so that they can produce on the field. And so we'll see how this work progresses. So let's let's turn our attention then as we get ready to close the show. We'll usually try to keep the show 30 to 45 minutes, maybe a little more if we have a guest, extra guest with us. Um, let's talk about San Jose. San, San Jose traveled to Houston and lost that game, uh, two to one. Of, of course, San Jose. There were rumors about them losing their coach over the off season. Some chatter about that, but he decided to stay. They play different. They play a, a man marking style all over the field, which leads to chaos, but also leads to some exciting soccer. Um, and so Dallas is going to roll into San Jose for the first away match of the season. What are your expectations out of this game, and can you give us a prediction? Ben, you go first. So one thing I've noticed about um, San Jose since Almeida took over is they tend to start the season out pretty rough. Um, like... Uh, they don't have necessarily the um, the conditioning to to do what they want to do with with their man marking scheme, and you know, uh, once you get them pulled apart, they give up a lot of you know really high quality chances, um, and and I mean that was that was the case with with Houston this week. I mean I know the score finished. Two one, but um, yeah, uh, that one goal. I don't know if you saw it was uh, well, instant goal of the year candidate, <laughs> uh, like by a backup defender. So it was not like a like a high probability um, chance that they scored. I mean, Houston looked looked considerably better than they did um, for the vast majority of the game, and I. You know, um, I'm going to say that Dallas is going to score one to two goals. Or actually, scratch that. I'm going to say they score one to three goals. But they're not going to get to three goals unless Hara scores one. Um, which I don't think he will. Because the thing with their man marking is, like, he's going to be easy for them to mark out of a game. Because he's slow. Um, you know, he doesn't he doesn't separate well from from marking um but the wings do so 
I, you know, I expect them to get some. I get. I expect them to get some service, some easy chances, and you know, Freddie and uh, Hader O'Brien, O'Brien will will combine for two goals in some form or fashion. So, uh, give me another two-one with uh, two for FC Dallas and one for San Jose. Oh wow! All right, Jose. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, Houston San Jose match, but I have seen Houston play in the preseason and they looked really bad the few times I did see them. So, I mean, I I think here's here's the one thing that 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 I look forward to this season as opposed to last season is you don't have the two matches a week which gives the teams a chance to actually game plan and prepare for you know, a whole week for their next opponent. So I, I would, I think it will be a, a, a two-zero FC Dallas, but it'll be late. Uh, it'll be very chaotic, and and it'll be have to do more with fitness. I guess, like like Ben pointed out, uh, San Jose's style of play, it takes a ton of energy and a ton of fitness that you simply don't have early in the season, and and you know, with where this match. You know, three months from now, I'd give you a different prediction. But being this early, I think we're catching San Jose at the right time. And uh, I have more faith in Hara than, than Ben does. I, I mean, I think Hara got into some good positions this past weekend that I, we're not really giving him credit for. He did get his head on a couple, uh, a couple of balls. Uh, he did get some positioning in there better than we had seen from him. Not good enough still, but enough for me to say... Yeah, I think I think if you're gonna man mark him one on one, I think that he's a nasty enough player that he's gonna get off a clean shot sooner or later. And and San Jose plays a style that I think a guy like Hara would actually will actually have a better shot at, at doing well in this early, especially when it comes to conditioning. So yeah, I'd uh, I'd say give me a two zero Hara gets one of the goals and then uh, one of the subs will come in and, and, and get get the other goal, be it Pepe or, or Paxton. Uh, with, of course, I think I think our wingers probably won't score, but I think they will get the assist. Each one will get an assist on the goal. They're more Ricarte. <laughs> well, I I I love your enthusiasm. I'm I'm sticking with a probably a draw. I think a draw would be a good a one one draw would be a nice first away trip that I I would be happy with. You know, but but I think I think a draw on the road is a great result, no matter how you slice it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Ben and both. Ben and I are both hedging our bets on the fact that San Jose struggles early in the season with this system as opposed to, you know, otherwise uh, a draw would, would be like I said, a great result. Yeah, no, and I take a win any day of the week. And so I, I just want to see this team build and grow. And so I hope we continue to, we can come back and say, well, we saw more positives uh, this week. Um, and, and we're beginning to see what Lucci wants out of this team. I just I just hope they put those building blocks in place. But you're right. Could really benefit uh, FC Dallas this week. Could be a really beneficial matchup this early in the season. Well, we're going to leave it there tonight. We want to thank everybody for joining us, all of our viewers. Um, At our high point, we had like 14 viewers. It was great to have you all with us. Right now we have seven. So whoever you are, next week, um, be back every Monday night at at 9 uh, p.m. Central. (coughs) Excuse me. And then... We want your comments, though. We want you to put your questions in and shape the direction of the show. We will take them live. 
we will uh, hit them as we go and talk about the things that you hear and you talk and you want to want to learn about the team. And uh, look for some more video clips from the media session this coming week as uh, I try to find out a little bit more and give us something to uh, to, 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 to think about uh, as we celebrate our beloved FC Dallas squad and this 2021 Major League Soccer season. And we didn't get to talk about North Texas tonight. We just, I, I, but I think we'll, we'll save that. Their, their, their season begins this weekend as well, so we'll have a plenty of soccer action to think about and to talk about next Monday night, okay? Ben and Jose, welcome to 2021. It's good to see you, my friends. Good to see you. Likewise. All right. Thank you all. Looking Thank you all to, for, to this season. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Good night. Good night.